Today's episode of the Trailblazers.fm podcast is sponsored by the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, a national membership network in support of a movement to let the world know that our black men and boys matter. They're an asset to our communities and our country. And as a nation, we cannot truly prosper when any group of people are excluded and forced to exist on the fringes of society. The well-being of black men and boys has direct influence on the strength of our families, our communities, and our nation as a whole. My ask, Blazer Nation, is that you'd consider joining and investing in the Campaign for Black Male Achievement as we head into the holiday season. Your contribution is going to help CBME to amplify and catalyze black male achievement around the country. To do so, I ask that you'd visit blackmaleachievement.org and select either of the options to join and or donate to this movement today. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Blazing Nation, what's good? What's good? It's the second to last episode of 2018. Crazy to believe that, but this week we celebrate Christmas. And so I'd love to wish you and your family God's richest blessings for a happy and healthy holiday season. And I need your help. I'm getting ready for 2019 and we are getting set to blaze a new trail and start this new year off correct, right? So we kick off a brand new Trailblazers.fm series on Monday, January 7th. It's going to be our second annual Wealth Series. And if you're unaware, many of you know here in the US, the Black community spends somewhere in the range of, I believe, $1.2 trillion a year. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty certain that's the number. But when it does come to wealth, we're in a bad place, right? In fact, believe September of 2017, a research study was published done by the Institute for Policy Studies and Prosperity Now. And it said that it'll take 228 years for the average black family to reach the level of wealth white families own today. I'll let that set in. On top of that, it also pointed out that if we don't address this issue, median black household wealth is on a path to zero, zero wealth by the year 2053. Listen, that study, those two statistics and many others published in that study are startling. And it fueled me. It fueled me to begin the very first Wealth Series back in January of 2018 on this podcast. If you missed those six episodes, go back, check them out. It began with John Rogers Jr. of Aerial Investments and went all the way through Patrice Washington in mid-February of 2018. That series is actually featured on Apple, a powerful series and one worth binging on over this holiday break. On January 7th of 2019, we've got a brand new series. Six amazing new episodes are coming live for you that you absolutely want to be ready to binge listen, to re-listen, and to share this series up with your people. We're going to be bringing some amazing new trailblazers in the financial space today that are going to provide you a ton of knowledge and resources and tools that I am hoping, in fact, I know it's going to help our community to rise up and go beyond 
with closing this wealth gap and turning this prediction on its head, right? So get set for that. Set your calendars again, January 7th, 2019. Get set to receive some amazing mission fuel within that wealth series. Today's episode features a DMV resident trailblazer, Dr. Mildred Payton. Dr. Payton is talking about a very important topic, bullying. And it's applicable to kids, but it's also applicable to us as adults as well. And I hope you're going to come away from this episode understanding that our pain can drive us to help others or bring about some positive change. So get set to receive today's mission fuel from our featured trailblazer, Dr. Mildred Payton. I wish you all a Merry Christmas. Dr. Mildred Payton, welcome to trailblazers.fm. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So I love to kick things off from a place of gratitude. And so I wanted to ask you, what's an unexpected blessing that you're most grateful for in your life right now? Okay. I am most grateful for my family's health and well-being. I think that's really important to be healthy because without your health intact, I think everything else just kind of goes in shambles. So I'm just really grateful for that. Awesome. Where were you born? I was born in West Africa, Sierra Leone. Really? Yes. I think that's a trailblazer first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it. (laughs) Awesome. So is that where your family, both sides, is originally from? Yes, both sides, mom and dad, both from Sierra Leone. (laughs) Wow. So I have roots that tie back. I recently, well, a couple years ago, I did Ancestry DNA and- Also, with some conversations with some of our relatives, also kind of helped to confirm all of what I had gotten from both ends of the family, but have roots that tie back to Nigeria, all the way back to Ghana. Yeah. So it's interesting to kind of see how that side of the family connection. Absolutely. All connects. Grew up in Jamaica, but had family from Nigeria and family from Ireland. Okay. Actually, that, you know crazy jungle fever, but (laughs) (laughs) a a great grandmother, black lady, and this white guy. And I'm like, how does this all connect? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, interesting story there. Very fascinating. Yeah. So where did you grow up here in the States? I grew up in Maryland. I still reside in Maryland currently. Wait, where are you? Right now, I'm currently in Bowie, but I grew up Yeah, I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's interesting how I get connected to, so <laughs> Dr. Payton and I are exchanging emails. I did not realize you're in Maryland. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was going to mention, because I think I saw somewhere it says Clarksburg. And I'm, I'm in Clarksburg. In that area. Are you there? Yeah. This is where I'm at right now. We should have met up and done this interview in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know Clarksburg because I used to live in Germantown for about maybe like 10 years or so. Get out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. You heard it here first, guys. This is not pre-planned. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so tell me about like what you remember about growing up here in Maryland. What was Maryland life like back then? Well, for me, it was just, you know, my brother and I always reflect back in our childhood days growing up. We always say that we had the perfect, like, childhood experience where we lived in a neighborhood where it was so diverse. And that's one thing I love about Montgomery County. We had neighbors from 
pretty much almost everywhere in the world. And it was so beautiful because all the children, especially during the summertime, we all came out and just played together. And it's like every type of background nationality you could think of was coming in and out. And so we had that exposure to different cultures, you know, traditions, and it was just really fun. So I, that's the best thing I can recall about my childhood is just learning about different cultures and interacting with my peers and just living in that perfect, I guess, childhood neighborhood, if you want to put it that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What was school like here? School was great. I mean, there are challenges when you're trying to really identify who you are and, you know, just understand your path in life and just growing up struggles, you know, just the typical struggles that we face growing up as teenagers. But it was school was actually a place also where I saw a lot of diversity. So it just exposed me Mm -hmm. to a lot of different cultures, which I'm really appreciative about. And I just got to learn a lot about people's perspective and their different backgrounds. So yeah, I would say that it it wasn't perfect, but it was definitely something that, you know, I I would say that I enjoyed. (laughs) Let me ask you, while in school here, were you were you teased, were you bullied back then by anyone? Yes, you know, I have to say when I first came to this country at the age of seven and a half years old, I did experience bullying as far as like verbal bullying. I was being called darky, African booty scratcher. I mean, all these kind of derogatory and condescending terms, it was thrown at me and it was disturbing, you know, and I had a white accent also. So that was also a factor, you know, kids will find anything to tease you about. I don't care if you're tall, short, light, dark, whatever they can just target you with, they will certainly use it. So I did experience that. But one thing I do have to say, and that I'm proud of is that I always stood my ground. I always spoke out. I, you know, made it clear that, you know, you can't speak to me that way and I'm not going to accept it. So I stood up for myself plenty of times. So it wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't easy. Sometimes I felt alone, especially if I tried to let a teacher know or a counselor or just, you know, an adult that I thought I could trust. Sometimes I just felt like, you know, it wasn't getting any better, even with me reaching out to those adults. So it's almost as if like I had to take matters into my own hands. And that allowed me to speak up and stand firm and say, you know, you're not going to speak to me that way or treat me any kind of way you please. Right. There's so much there that you just shared because I have an eight-year-old girl right now. My daughter is eight. And this is such a difficult age for girls. This is where I'm starting to see the beginning of mean, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm thinking of also, I migrated to the States. I was 16. So okay. I had a little bit of exposure to all oh boy high school in Jamaica to toughen my shell. <laughs> for the challenges that came when I moved here. But I can't imagine migrating at seven. The challenges that come with migrating to another country is a whole other cup of tea, right? Yeah. Um, but to also have to deal with that element. You know, I found this opportunity to have this conversation with you real interesting because I'm looking at that dynamic right now as a dad with a daughter who is dealing with the pressures of bullying, Mm -hmm. you know, at this age. And as you touched on just now, like you'd speak up for yourself. She's not so strong-willed to sometimes speak up. Like she's a very quiet soul. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes she'll just kind of take it Mm -hmm. and then come home and vent, right? right. And those opinions sometimes have a very negative effect Mm -hmm. and carry weight. And so I'd love to 
look at your insights because I know this is something that you're passionate about speaking on and speaking about and helping people, both young and old. Yeah. But today you've got this drive and passion around this topic and clearly it fuels the work that you're doing. What's driving you in the work you're doing today? Man, my drive and passion comes from just pure personal experience and just my research. I just, you know, my personal experience basically comes from the, the perspective of being a parent trying to protect my children, more so my my oldest daughter who experienced it in a very severe way where it caused her some physical symptoms that we mm-hmm. had to take her to, to see her pediatrician and a, a child cardiologist. So wow. that experience alone was kind of it was frustrating. It was just devastating to see your child go through something that could have been avoided, especially when you bring it to the school administrator's attention. But they try to basically look at it from a different angle, which is basically pure conflict. And I feel that most times the issue that we're having, why a lot of bullying issues go unaddressed or overlooked is because most schools are not really recognizing the behavior for what it is. From my personal experience in my research, it's almost as if, you know, they kind of want to immediately look at it as just regular behavior that's going on among the students. And we have to really understand that, especially in this day and age with everything that's going on in our society and social media, we have to take these incidents seriously. You know, you might say it's not bullying, but today you might say it's not bullying, but tomorrow and the day after that, it could very well grow and progress into bullying. So I always say it's best for us to really do our due diligence and pay close attention to what students or children are telling us and not just assume it's just regular child's play or just, you know, mutual peer conflict, which is a mutual discourse that's going on. We have to really take the time, be attentive and listen to what's going on and listen to what uh, victims or, or targets are saying. Yeah. And in looking at some of what you're doing, it's not just for the kids, right? You talk a lot about workplace bullying too. Yes. I recently just tied that on to my business, what I do, because for a very long time, I tried to avoid addressing this issue because it just hits so close to home, especially since I experienced it not too long ago, which was basically the reason why I resigned from my former employer was because it was a situation that I experienced. And because it hits so close to home, I try to run away from it, to be honest with you. I try to ignore it. Me used to being the helper, always trying to help others, you know, when they're vulnerable. I'm so used to being a helper that it was easier for me to just focus on school bullying because that way I didn't have to really face, you know, what I went through. But something in the back of my mind just kept saying, you know, you're not going to be satisfied until you also try to bring attention and shed light into this other aspect of bullying, which is workplace bullying, until you shed light and try to make some sort of impact in this area, you're not going to be at peace. So finally, I started, you know, I just accepted and listened to that voice. And once I did that, once I tie that into the, the service that I provide, it's like I did feel some sort of peace because now I feel like, okay, my work is not complete, but it just all aligns now because we can't talk about school bullying. Okay. And then we dismiss the workplace bullying. They go hand in hand, you know, let's maybe pause right there. Right. I love to make sure everyone's on the same page. Maybe if I have you break down what the term workplace bullying really means, how do you define that? Okay. So workplace bullying, although there's not like a official 
bill or law in place like it is for harassment, it's basically, it's just an unwanted, unwelcome behavior that someone may feel threatened about from another individual or group. It's just abusive misconduct that is intended to really harm, degrade, or dominate someone else. And all this is just done maliciously or intentionally. It's just unwanted behavior where someone feels threatened and they just feel that someone is just trying to overpower them in any way, shape, or form. So what's the difference between that and harassment? There's no, not much difference at all. The only yeah. difference really is that harassment is recognized under the state and federal law, whereas mm. bullying is not yet. They're both basically the same thing. They're both a violation of our human rights. They're characterized by the same type of behavior. Again, a group or individual try to overpower another person, whether it's emotionally, physically, or mentally. It's just trying to take advantage of an individual or a group. So it's not much of a difference when it comes to the behavior. However, legally, harassment is by law, it's illegal. Right, right. So what kind of services are you trying to provide to kind of bring awareness to and help overcome the issues we have with bullying in the workplace? When it comes to the workplace, it's I think it's very important to remind leaders in particular to be empathetic. Okay, I think sometimes when people get in high positions, they tend to forget how to treat people. They tend to misuse or abuse their power. And I think that it's important to remind our leaders, especially that, you know, when people are in such a setting, especially adults, that everyone deserves respect. Everyone deserves to be treated fairly. No discrimination, no favoritism. We're all there to do our work. We're all there for one goal. And I think we just need to focus on that. So my service is basically recognizing the signs of bullying, number one, because I know things are constantly changing, policies are changing. So recognizing what it is, knowing how to address it if it comes up in your workplace, and just knowing that there are resources out there and just trying to keep an amicable environment where everyone feels comfortable, everyone feels that you know no one is being left out or being mistreated. And so I think that's, for me, that's what I really want. That's the impact I would like to make in the workplace is just reminding those who are in position and even just workers, you know, how to just treat each other with respect and just focus on the main mission, which is for us to just be at work and to do our job. Right, right. What do you think is fueling the increase in this? Was it always the case or there was this much bullying in school or in work? Do you think there's an increase in this over recent years? Yeah, I especially when we're talking about school bullying in particular, I think there's more so an there's an increase now because again, schools are not really recognizing the behavior for what it is. They're not enforcing the policies that are in place. And when you couple that with uh, social media, I think mm-hmm. all of that adds to the rise in school bullying in particular. Kids are aiming for popularity. Everyone wants to go viral. Just forgetting just the fundamentals of how to just treat each other. Yeah. I spoke at a high school today working with a group of girls and I had to emphasize and remind them that, you know, a lot of this type of behavior is coming from a place where, you know, if I don't respect myself, it's going to be very hard for me to respect someone else. That's the bottom line. Mm. And I feel that if we can stop and think about how we're 
speaking to other people, how we're treating someone else, you know, and how that will make us feel. I think a lot of this issue will be resolved, but we're not taking the time to be empathetic. We're not taking the time to just embrace those basic rules, you know? So again, it starts with respecting ourselves. And I just feel that, you know, students in particular need to remember that. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. I wanted to take a short break right here and ask you if you're getting ready to crush it in 2019. If you're saying, Stephen, I'm ready, but your personal brand isn't, (laughs) I want to introduce you to my personal branding course. It's called Brand You Academy. Now, Brand You Academy is a six-week online training course I've designed for today's busy corporate and sales professionals, as well as entrepreneurs who are looking to build an amazing personal brand and an impressive digital footprint. At the end of the six-week program, you're going to come away crystal clear on your mission, your vision, the product that is you, as well as your audience who you're targeting. You're going to have all your brand elements defined, including your personal brand's color palette. We're going to define our font pairing for you help you to develop your personal logo as well as your website. You're also going to come away having clarity on how to brand and optimize your social channels and be ready to wow your future customers, your partners, as well as maybe potential employers. So listen up, someone's Googling you, right? And it's time that you took control of what they are going to find and be certain that your messaging, your visual appeal, it's going to leave them ready to connect with you, do business with you, or hire you. And so due to the level of personal support that I've been providing inside of this six-week program, I can only bring in a limited number of students for next launch. And so if you're interested in learning more or becoming part of this next class, this next cycle that goes live in January of 2019, I want you to hop on over right now to tbpod.com slash brand you. That's tbpod.com slash brand Y-O-U. I want you to put your name on our waiting list. And the first 50 names on our waiting list are going to receive a $100 discount off the cost of the program for being part of our Blazer Nation, as well as I will have a free gift for my Blazer Nation subscribers. So don't delay, start 2019 off by getting the help you need to build your amazing personal brand. Sign up today over at tvpod.com slash brand you. It's unfortunate, but you look at society as a whole right now, and there's a lot of that, right? People are now much more comfortable sharing their darkest, ugliest opinions in comments on social media that they would never tell someone in person, that they would never want to have dished to them, right? As you're saying. And I think, unfortunately, our kids, our next gen, they're seeing that, right? And beginning to mirror some of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just so much we're misusing social media so much that it's just it's such an alarming rate because you're you're seeing all the cyberbullying going on. And that just basically comes from not using it properly. You know, we can use the Internet for so many great things, but there are also a handful of us who are just uh, misusing it. You know, we we think that we can sit behind the computer and say what we want to say to somebody else. It's not going to make a difference. Because you're never going to, I guess, be identified. But in actuality, you know, it causes a lot of harm. You know, the stuff that we put out there on the internet, is, it can be there for a very long time, if not permanent. Let's talk about, because I, I love practical wisdom, right? What are some steps that we can take if our kids or maybe even some of us are experiencing bullying? 
Okay, as a parent, if your child is going through bullying, you definitely want to make sure you bring it to the school's attention. No matter how many times you have to follow up, because that's very common, no matter how many times you have to follow up with a counselor, the teacher, or the school administrators, continue to reach out, be persistent, document what's going on, date it, time it, get as much information as you can from your child, follow the chain of command. Just continue to report it, bring it to someone's attention until the issue is resolved. But again, I encourage you to document everything that's going on. Whatever your child is telling you, make sure you have note of that. Okay. That's really important. And again, just stay with it. Stay with it. Because I know there are times when I speak to parents and work with parents, they get so frustrated. They feel like they're not getting the feedback that they deserve or that they need that they pretty much want to give up. They want to give up the advocacy for their child. And that's when it becomes very scary. Your child is looking to you for help. So you don't want to say, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know what else to do. This is hopeless. No one is hearing me. You want to be persistent. You want to continue to push until the issue is resolved. So that's what I would definitely advise our parents to do in the workplace. If you feel that, you know, this is not a common stress that you're going through, or you just notice that it's just not, you're not comfortable and you're just feeling more overwhelmed than usual and you suspect it's bullying, I would advise you to definitely refer back to your employee handbook. I know a lot of times when we start a new job, you know, you go through orientation and you get uh, your employee handbook and you go through it and so forth. And you think you'll never need to refer back to, or you never need to go back to articles such and such or whatever have you, but always keep your employee book handy. Know the current policies because there are times where you have to go back to that to basically speak out and advocate for yourself. And it's nothing more powerful than knowing your rights and knowing what's going to benefit you. So again, if you feel that you're going through bullying in the workplace, number one step is to refer to your employee handbook. And you also want to report it to either HR or the right person who addresses these type of issues in the work. You know, you touched on something when you talked about documenting for children, uh, the instances, and you checked me on that one because I'm thinking of instances where there have been issues and I might send an email to a teacher to bring awareness to the matter, but you know, I'm not documenting all that I'm hearing and making sure that beyond that email that there is a trail of documentation for the different incidents that might come up. So I appreciate you sharing that and kind of emphasizing the importance of that. Absolutely. And yeah, the reason why my children's bullying was basically addressed is because I have so much documentation, so much details that it was just no way of denying it. Nothing was left out because we encourage our children to talk to us, give us as much information as possible. And sometimes I'm even shocked with the amount of detail that they provide us. So that's what really helped us a lot, you know, just having so much information that, you know, you can just clearly see all the evidence lined up. Yes, 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 yes. How can someone who's being bullied cope during that kind of an experience? I would say you definitely want to talk about it with someone, whether it's a friend, family member, or anyone you trust. You might also want to speak with a professional, maybe a counselor, therapist, or what have you, just anyone that you feel comfortable. You don't want to stay quiet because a lot of times we feel that we can go through it, we can handle it, and it doesn't get better. And when we make those type of assumptions that nobody cares or it's going to go away on its own, it can really lead to devastating outcomes. So you definitely want to talk about it. You want to also focus on things that you enjoy, because most times when we're going through challenges such as bullying, we tend to lose interest in the things that we like. 
We tend to isolate ourselves from our loved ones or family members because we feel that they may not understand what we're going through or it's not going to make any difference even if we tell them. But you want to, you know, stay connected with those people. Look for resources again and just focus on the things you like, whether you, you meditate, exercise, join a club, just try to focus on positive things and always communicate with someone. I would also advise you to recognize what's causing you to feel the stress or your downness or anxiety. Ask yourself frequently, why am I feeling? Whenever you start feeling a certain way that's making you really down or depressed or anxious, take a minute and just ask yourself, where's this coming from? Listen, I hear the passion in your voice. (laughs) And as you're sharing all of this wisdom, and I love having practical episodes like this where you're able to help us get through real life issues because that's what drew me to your email and just the idea of us talking about something that I'm going through right now. And I'm sure many of the other parents in our community are experiencing or unfortunately may very well experience at some future point. So I appreciate you sharing this wisdom. Where can we learn more? Where can we continue to stay in contact with you and learn more about what you're doing? You can definitely find me or reach me on my website at drmildredpayton.com. I'm also on social media, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. My handles are at Dr. Mildred Payton or at Bullying Expert. Listen, by the way, I'm a brand strategist and Lisa Nisha knows I love talking about branding. I love your website. Thank you. <laughs> I love what you're doing with your digital footprint is solid. So <laughs> listen, where do you see this going from here? What's the big mission as you look ahead? What do you see the future looking like for the work you're doing? Just continue to empower others. You know, I know I mentioned earlier that for the longest time, I did not want to touch on workplace bullying because it was just too sensitive for me. But I just want to continue to use my experience to encourage and empower others to know that this type of behavior is not acceptable and you don't have to accept it. And everyone deserves to be treated fairly with respect, dignity, and you don't have to settle for it. So that's my that's my number one mission. If I can just continue to carry this out, because to be honest, bullying is something that's always been around and it's going to be there. You know, we always have to reinforce and remind ourselves how to interact with one another, how to treat one another. And so for as long as there are going to be humans on this earth, we are going to always have to tackle this issue. And so I want to continue to be that voice, you know, that inspire others to just don't let anyone take away your joy, your destiny, and or define who you are. Love it. Before I let you go, Blaze Nation loves to hear the resources that they might be able to pull some additional wisdom from. So love to invite you to share any good books that you've read or and maybe recommend us to add to a reading queue. All right. The first book that's coming up right now, it's basically Believe Bigger by Marshawn Evans Daniels. Yes. That book to me is very powerful. As a matter of fact, that's what even encouraged me even more to tackle workplace bullying and stop running away from it because it's like it was speaking to me. It's telling you what you are supposed to do, that we all have a task and you know we can't downplay it or run away from it. So I just feel that that book really speaks to every individual because we all come on this earth for a reason. And you have to be able to identify what your purpose is. And sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes you have to go through all the challenges so that you can be a light to someone else. So that book really spoke to me definitely at the season where I needed to really own that and embrace you know, what was going on. Love it. 
I actually want to bring Marshawn on in the coming year. She's been interviewed by another couple of dear friends of mine, okay. but definitely have her on the list of future trailblazers to feature. So awesome. appreciate you sharing that one. Our last question of the night is one that we ask all our future trailblazers, and that's this. What's one action that we should take this week that's going to help us to blaze our trail? Don't procrastinate. Yeah, if you have a task set out, do it. Get it done. Yeah, don't make any excuses. Just get it done. Take action. Blaze Nation, you heard it here. Dr. Mildred Payton, thank you so very much for being our featured guest. Appreciate your wisdom and look forward to staying in contact with you. My pleasure. Likewise. (laughs) Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tdpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content, and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers. Cheers.